Welcome back, folks. Here we are tuned in to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment, hosted by your boys Sherman and Obed, the sports entertainment talk show for the fans by the fans. Uh, Obed, good to have you on again. How's it going, sir? It goes well, sir. It goes well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Yo, here, ready to do our thing, ready to hear doing another work week trying to get through it you know man it's been rough right here just trying to get paid but man speaking of getting paid have you seen the latest deals going on in the uh major league baseball bro i, I know I, I know we usually talk about football and basketball things like that but i had to just bring up some, some baseball news real quick folks if you guys haven't been paying attention money has been thrown around been thrown, being thrown around left and right in the baseball world the three three huge deals went down this past week between the Nationals, the Yankees, and the Angels. We'll talk about each of them really quickly. But, man, Steven Strasburg, the, the pitcher from the Nationals, got a 70-year, $245 million. His former teammate, uh, Anthony Rendon, went over to the Angels, got another 70-year, $245 million. But the biggest deal of them all, the former Astros star pitcher, Garrett Cole, signed a nine-year, $324 million deal with, with of course, the New York Yankees. Damn, damn Yankees. Damn Yankees. All right. This is what they do. They buy their players. They buy their championships. I don't care what anyone says. They buy their damn championships. But, man, he set a record for $36 million a year, which is crazy for a pitcher. Obed, out of these three deals, what do you think is going to probably be the most impactful out of them all? Um, Probably the Garrett Cole deal. I mean, you just upgrade your pitching staff with a player like that. Uh, You know, I, I... I've never been one big on uh, pitching stats or really stats for, for uh, MLB players in general, but Garrett Cole has been in the top five, top ten at his position for ERA, uh, for innings pitched, for strikeouts uh, over the last two, three years, um, and he's just been dominant across the two rosters he's played on playing in Pittsburgh and in Houston. Um, you know, did they buy a championship? They bought a really, really good player who's going to make an impact. Um, how much I do know. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think you're right. And sorry, I think it cut out there for a second. But a coal, the Cole deal is definitely the biggest one. The Yankees are probably going to be the team to beat in the AL. I mean, you've got also Severino there as well, too. But that roster, your closer, Raldos Chapman will be back. But man, look at that lineup, of course, is obviously ridiculous with Stanton, Sanchez. Of course, but man, I think that yeah, this puts the Yankees over the top. Of course, we you know probably Sabathia has played his final game, so you replace him with Cole, you know, as a place to another pitcher with another a great pitcher with an even better pitcher. Uh, but man, the Yankees are definitely going to be a, a powerhouse this this, uh, this next season. But even even the uh, Angels deal as well for uh, excuse me the, the Rendon deal for with, with the Angels helps them out as well too. Going to be hitting there with uh, you know of course the MVP Mike Trout. I, mean, mm-hmm. I think it's just a phenomenal thing for them too. Well, uh, and 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 and, and Atani, if he if he gets healthy as well too, man, I think this is good for them as well. But man, that AL that Yankees roster is looking real real nice right now. So, I but agree. man, I money agree. is just getting. Money just getting thrown around. <laughs> this, is, this is a testament to Scott Boris uh, coming out here. Mind you, Scott Boris represents all three of these players. He represents 175 professional baseball clients. And in this three deals, he turned $842 million in 48 hours. With the amount of just uh, kickback that he gets off of this, he's made $50 million off of these three deals in 48 hours. Don't wow. play the sport. Be the agent. <laughs> $50 million in two days. Yep. Is that what you're telling me? $50 million in yep. two days? 
All I can hear is the money just flipping through. Just all I can hear is the money in the band slipping through. Ching, ching, man. What a, you said it first. Don't play it, but be the agent, man. What a, what a way to live, right? <laughs> right. People don't remember Arliss, Arliss Michaels from uh, early 90s HBO, probably one of my favorite HBO shows ever. Uh, you got to go check it, Arliss. Old school movie, old school show about a, a sports agent, had all the stars in it, Kobe, all those characters. Wow. All right. We'll check it out. Definitely something for the fans to check it as well. Let's move on. No better. Talk about some college football really quick here. Um, we get the Heisman finalists were announced recently. We've got three quarterbacks and a defensive lineman. Um, start off with the probably lead, the leading candidate, most likely the LSE QB Joe Burrow, followed by Ohio State Justin Fields and his counterpart, the D lineman Chase Young. And of course, the Oklahoma QB Jalen Hurts. To me, out of this field, um, uh, you know, I'm going to say Burrow probably wins it because um, he's had, you know, he's had a heck of a year, but also the fact that LSU is ranked number one. Um, so I'm going to say Joe Burrow wins it. Who I would like to see win it is probably going to say, I think I actually would like to see J- Jalen Hurts win it, but I'm going to, I think Burrow will be taking home the trophy. Your thoughts, Obed? I'd have to agree with you. I mean, Joe Burrow's definitely put up the the work. Being a number one team, came out and beat Alabama handily. Uh, 78.6% completion, 3,687 yards, 38 touchdowns, 6 INTs. Uh, You know, he's played lights out, fifth-year senior, kind of what you expect from someone uh, as close to the game as he has been, as dedicated to his craft as he has been. Uh, I personally would like to see Chase Young win it. Um, It's it's hard to – you know, really put into emphasis how many of these quarterbacks bust all of these top-ranked guys that the NFL is trying to force down your throat in Mitchell Trubisky, in Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, back before those days when they had Marcus Mariota and James Winston. Mm. James has been terrible. He just plays so sloppy. Uh, but, you know, if you can lock up the p- pass rush and commit two or three guys that have to pay attention to one side of the field. I've said it again and again, or maybe I haven't said it on this show at least. Uh, You've got to do what it takes to make it easier for your colleague, the guy, make it easier for the guy in the foxhole. If you can make the, the lot, the defensive job easier, you could probably get away with a a lot of the stuff you have to figure out on offense. Right. Right. No, it, it makes sense. I totally, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. You're not wrong. You know, obviously you, you, you sure, you, you sure up that defensive side of the ball, you know, um, you can, you can manage, you can, you can win with a game manager at, at QB, but if your defense is strong, it will take you places. It's been, there's been plenty, there's been, there's been plenty of squads who have been led by a defense. Most importantly, you know, the Ravens have done it before in the past, you know, bears have been, have been doing it. You know, obviously that bears defense is legit, even without, you know, Trubisky struggling, but mm-hmm. man, you know, there's been plenty of things where you sure up that defense, you can get by with a game manager at, at the QB position. So, I mean, I, I, I like where you're going here with the chase young, but I just think, you know, Jalen Hurts in particular has just been doing a phenomenal job this year. 3,600 yards, which is six in the country, 32 touchdowns and, and only seven interceptions. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, but man, but looking at, even looking at Justin Fields, he hasn't thrown as many yards as these guys has, uh-huh. but man, 20, 20, 2,900, but 40 touchdowns, which is third in the, in the country and only one interception yeah. folks. Yes. I said it one interception with a 92.4 QBR. Um, Jalen Hurts is not far behind him with a 90.6, but man, um, I, you know, I really think, I think it should come down to actually either of these two, two guys, uh, Justin or Jalen. But again, I think that Joe Burrow will take home the, uh, Heisman trophy this season. 
Who do you think is an instant uh, addition? Not an instant addition, but instant uh, difference maker for a team if the once if once they go into the NFL, assuming all these players are headed that way. Yeah, pop, people will probably say Joe Burrow because he's the more pro, uh, pro style typical core, uh, QB. Um, but man, you know, I would I would like to see. I would like to see. I think I think Justin Fields has a lot of upside, and I think he has, I think he has the most upside out of the group. Mm-hmm. He's still young. I think he has got another year, those before he leaves, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. He's a sophomore. He's a sophomore. sophomore. Okay. So I, I I think Justin Fields has the most upside, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Burrow again probably is going to be be held as the pro style typical quarterback that you're gonna want to draft and start a franchise with. Joe Burrow, get used to saying it. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, he might be headed there. He might be headed there indeed. Moving on, the uh, of course now we were talking about the games and college football playoff. Now the playoff rankings came out as I mentioned. LSU jumped over Ohio State after their ICC championship over Georgia, so they're number one. Ohio State number two. Clemson stayed at three and four. Goes to Oklahoma, who jumped up with that win against Baylor. Of course, we know Utah lost to Oregon. Um, you know, I, I think I said it last week. And I'm going to say it again. I still think Ohio State is the best team in the country. Um, what they're doing on both sides of the ball is absolutely outstanding. They're just annihilating people. Like I think I mentioned it last week or the week before that the closest game was against Penn State, but they're just putting up ridiculous numbers this year. And with, with Justin Fields leading the way and, of course, J.K. Dobbins. But I'm looking forward to a potential LSU Ohio State matchup in the championship if it does boil down to that I'm not saying that's what's going to happen but if it does boil down to that but I like this matchup against Ohio State and Clemson I would have actually rather to have Ohio State versus Clemson in the national championship to be honest because I think just those two dynamic offenses going at it would be would be outstanding um did they did the committee get it right though I to me Ohio State should be one LSU two and followed by Clemson and Oklahoma Okay. Uh, I mean, I will be in agreement with you that I was looking forward to, or I am looking forward to, an LSU-OSU uh, matchup in the final, in the uh, championship game. Um, and, you know, I, it's, I cannot, I couldn't even rank Clemson at number four, honest, or number, at number, excuse me, I could only rank Clemson at number four. I could not rank them at number three. Uh, okay. Clemson's only ranked team win was in week two against Texas A&M. Obviously, early in the season, those two teams went the ways that they went. Um, they won 24 to 10 in that game, 21 to 20 in UNC against UNC. Those were their only two uh, close calls, if any. So there are, might be a blueprint there on how to beat them. But I just looking at that, I mean, the schedule was just littered with with no names, with teams that just were never going to be able to match up to them, even with the loss of so many players off their defensive line. Obviously, Travis Etienne is a, is a big handle. Uh, depends on what um, uh, Terrence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Terrence. Uh, Terrence Lawrence. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence uh, comes out of the uh, out of the tunnel um, is going to make a big impact on what uh, Clemson's able to do with a very dynamic offense. But uh, again, OSU plays lights out. I don't see Ohio State losing this game to Clemson. And while Oklahoma, uh, you know, was very stifling to Baylor uh, in that bowl game in their uh, uh, Big 12 mat- championship game, uh, it's it's amazing that it went to an overtime and it just seemed like they. For a matchup of Big 12 teams, it just well, it didn't seem like there was a lot of offense out there. Well, so, you, you, you say that say that one more time. Sorry, you cut out there for one second. Oh, it seemed that like... it, 
it seemed like that there just wasn't enough offense. Um, and that there was tons of defense in the Big 12 championship game uh, between Baylor mm-hmm. and Oklahoma. And that's just not what you've noticed, what you think to see from these two teams uh, or from teams in that division. I Oklahoma's got to play the cleanest, cleanest game that they've ever played to beat LSU. They cannot be coughing up the ball. You know, it's, I don't know what uh, fumbles situation um, – Jalen Hurts as in or what it what it looked like on the year while he has kept his interceptions down, um, but got to be able to take care of the ball, got to play clean and hope that you can sneak one up on these guys because OSU and LSU are in a crash course. Yeah, I mean LSU's defense is not as of course as strong as their offense. I mean that's why I say Ohio State's the most complimentary on, on both sides of the ball. That's why I think they're the better squad. Yeah. But I mean offensively, I think this is going to be a shootout between LSU and Oklahoma. I mean. I know Burrow can light it up, of course. You know, he's second in the country in yards, first in, in, first in touchdowns with 48, you know, yeah. over, over 4,700 yards passing. So, I mean, granted, like I said, he's – I know he will probably win the Heisman, and I, like I said before. Um, but, man, LSU-Oklahoma, I think it's going to be a heck of a matchup. I will be picking um, – excuse me, I will be picking LSU to win this. Um, um, you know, which is, I believe, December 28th over in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, so I'm going to go LSU in this first semifinal matchup over Oklahoma. Yeah, Obed, your, your pick here. Uh, going LSU. LSU. Yep, definitely The other going. semifinal matchup, of course, is we, yeah, uh, Ohio State versus Clemson. Uh, man, I got to go Ohio State. I just think they're too much on both sides of the ball again. Chase Young is going to get after Trevor Lawrence. Heavy just fight be firing on all cylinders uh so to me it's gonna be lsu and ohio state in the championship i would agree with that like like you said right with a good defense you can have a game manager what if you have a good defense and a very dynamic sophomore <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly then it's gonna it's gonna be all hell's gonna go break, break loose you know and they're just light it up so your thoughts so you're saying lsu ohio state i'm saying lsu ohio state in the championship who do you got as a winner in the national championship you know, it really comes down to if this offensive line can keep Chase Young out of Burrow's face. Uh, and I know Chase is thinking, hey, if I can get after this guy, that means I can get after any NFL quarterback, which he already can. Um, I've got a slight edge to Ohio State. I could see LSU and the Tigers going crazy in the championship game, uh, you know, continuing the force of the SEC in these championship games. Um, right. But I just OSU is going to bring the the house with that defense, and then playing against an, a dynamic LSU has problems with dynamic quarterbacks. They have had problems with uh, Tua Tagovailoa for so many years that I could see OSU gleaning something from that. Yeah, I mean, they struggled against them. Yeah, yeah. So I I would go I would go OSU. I'll go OSU. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm gonna agree with you there. Ohio State over LSU. The national there, I just, I just, it's just too much, too much on both sides, and I think they're gonna, they're gonna try to establish the run early and often with J.K. Dobbins, and that's gonna set up the passing game for Justin Fields to light it up in the half. Like I said LSU's defense is not as strong as OSU's, um, so I will be going Ohio State in this one. I'm gonna say Ohio State. I'm gonna say, you know, I, I was gonna go with a lower score. Um, but the normal, I was, gonna, I was really going to say 24 to 20 Ohio state. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to say, man, I'm going to say 31 to 20 Ohio state and over, over LSU in the national championship. Uh, I'll say 34, 27 Ohio state. 34. Okay. All right. Well, we shall 
actually onto the professional ranks in the football world. But I know there's a couple of things that you wanted to bring up in particular. Uh, we wanted to get into talk about the Browns, of course. They're I don't even know what else to say about the Cleveland Browns right now. They're just in disarray. Still criticizing the medical staff for OBJ's injury. Um, and Obed, I know you were you were saying Odell was coming after some people and had some choice words to say about some folks. Yeah, so uh, OBJ, after um, their most recent win, I can't remember who they played. Uh, frankly, I'll be honest with you, I don't care. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Cuba, uh, uh, you know, it was revealed that uh, OBJ was playing with a sports hernia injury, and we don't know how long he's been playing with it, but if you own him in fantasy or you saw the, his stat lines the last uh, last yeah. year, honestly, he's probably had it for a long time. Uh, and Baker Mayfield came out and stated that uh, it wasn't handled right by our training staff. Now, I wanted to take a moment to say that this is the beauty of privilege, that you can criticize whoever you want, and it amounts to leadership, quote-unquote leadership, uh, when others would be viewed as selfish, mm-hmm. right? If this would be something that Cam Newton would say, I can only imagine how much they would go on his outfit attire uh, before they talked about the message he's sending. Uh, because he's right, right? He makes a good point. Um, if the players on the field can be criticized in such a manner, why can't the staffs that put the players on the field, right? We look at the Jets. They have a grievance filed against them for the way they've handled Colecchio Semele's shoulder injury uh, in, in fact, sending blank uh, MRI statements to a doctor for a second opinion. Um, then you think mm. of Trent Williams uh, at Washington will have filed a grievance against them for their bungling of a tumor that he had, uh, some kind of growth that he had on his head that actually became cancerous that they allowed him to continue playing with. You know, um, who's, who's that again? Trent Williams. Trent Williams. Left tackle the, for the uh, Washington Redskins. The Redskins, yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, I mean, it's it, for Odell to say, hey, come get me. Odell didn't want to go there. And he's been quoted on uh, as saying that the Giants sent him there to die. Uh, and it looks like that's what's happening right now. Um, you know, really, they just just let, you know, the Patriots tried to scoop him up for a first round draft pick and the Giants refused. Uh, that's petty. It might as well just let him go. If he if he doesn't get his <laughs> act together in New England, fine. But he flames out. Hey. Um, right. But that's, yeah. you know, that's I, I feel like, I feel you. It's, it's kind of a kind of a rough situation, right? Oh, I mean, it's probably the saddest. Well, I mean, why? You know, it's, it's always all eyes on you, right? When you when you're in and you got the target on your back, you're not doing yourself any favors when uh, the Boston Bruins hockey jersey wearing credentialed Patriots video assistant uh, is apparently the sidelines. At least that's what they claim occurred uh, at a individual from a training from a videography staff that. Mm-hmm tapes a do your job you know in-house documentary that's shown on the patriots uh website um is busted for apparently videotaping the sidelines the he makes the comment of like hey if this is a big deal we can delete it and forget the whole thing can, um, can, can i ask a question i know yeah. we kind of transition here pretty quickly from over to the from obj to the patriots but why are the patriots always caught up in some nonsense I think the oh sorry go ahead no I mean I feel like there's always something going on with them yo like whether it be from Spygate back in the day whether it be from Deflategate now whether it be from Documentary Gate whatever you want to call it now dude I feel like just even if it's the littlest thing with the whole suspension with Brady and Goodell and I feel like there's always some sort of issue. They can never just be still. I feel like they're that dude in the back of the class is always being rambunctious, making noise, can never just sit down and do his work. Like, yo, my man, chill out, 
relax. You get in straight A's. You're good. Stop making a noise and credit everybody else, okay? I, I guess I just there's always something going on with these cats. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I mean, you know, listen, the heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? There's, the spotlight is on these guys. With the years that they're not getting in trouble for doing stuff the league doesn't like or other p- opponents don't like, because a lot of times it's, hey, these guys are doing this thing over here that apparently everyone else is doing. Uh, you know, they're winning Super Bowls. Um, <laughs> is I, is I, everyone else doing this nonsense, though? Hey, you got to look through the history. Listen, if you're willing to go out there and Google about the Patriots, you need to Google about all of these things that have occurred across the league uh, that are not talked about because these are by teams that are losers, Right. Nobody cares that those guys are doing this stuff. But, uh, you know, everybody does it. The, the first right. thing that that uh, Bill Cower came out and said was like, listen, they didn't be, win games because they stole our signals. Uh, they didn't win games because they're they're like cheating. The, these guys are winning games by beating us at what we do. If we're not good enough to beat the Patriots, <laughs> we're probably not good enough to go on and be the champions that we, we think that we are. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and really what it boils down to, we're talking about in, in the grand scheme, if these guys are making video for a, a show, which they'd already had a few of them before, uh, they probably had 20 or 30 hours of footage that they cut down to this, like, you know, 10, 15 minute slot. Uh, right. And, you know, of that, they said that eight minutes was of filming of a sideline. Yeah. All right, fine, fine. Eight minutes. Do you, do you honestly believe that the New England Patriots uh, ha- that have gone to, what, nine Super Bowls at this point? Uh, have mm-hmm. won six of them at this point, have one of the best postseason records, one of the best regular well, season records. Brady and Belichick have gone to nine. They're six and three, but they were, yeah. they've been to ones before, right? They, right? They've yeah. been to 11 total. But uh, mm-hmm. y- y- for, for us to think this is the team that is scouting a first-year coach with one win in Cincinnati. <laughs> okay. Even even if I were to entertain such nonsense, Okay. Yeah, this is where this is where someone may say, B- "Boy, bye." Exactly. Okay? I mean, I, say- <laughs> like, are you are you serious? Are you for real? Are you, I want to get like my Jim Mora senior on a playoffs. <laughs> Bengals, Bengals. <laughs> we are here, we are here in the second uh, position in our in our uh, conference. I've got a first round bye locked up. And you're talking about Bengals. Bengals. <laughs> Man, I just, yeah, I do. Like I said, I don't think they're watching the Bengals for any tips. I don't think Belichick needs any information. He doesn't need a tip, a, 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 a you know, post-it some, note, a post-it note, <laughs> you know, whatever, some, some inside edition or whatever it is. You know, you, know <laughs> you don't need none of that, okay? Let them be. It is what it is. But just like I said, it's, it's always something with the Patriots. They're always involved in some kind of nonsense. That's all I'm going to say. Moving along, we're going to talk, talk quickly about the Ravens, man. They're doing what they got to do. They're in first place in the AFC, looking like the team to be sitting at 11-2. and two. Man, uh, what else can we say about them? I mean, quickly, your bed, do you think there's, this team is really headed uh, for, for our championship in their, in their future, if not this year, soon after? Uh, I mean, it's so, you know, at one point in the postseason, uh, Jim Harbaugh did state that, hey, we are going to, excuse me, John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh said we're going to revolutionize the way that the quarterback position is played with the things that, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson is doing. I stress that Lamar Jackson is amazing. I stress that Lamar Jackson is a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. I stress that 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 defense is amazing and allows him to do what he wants to do. But I cannot stress enough about how much of what Lamar Jackson is doing is off script. These are not designed runs. These some, are not some of them are. Plays. Some of them are. Some of fine. Some of them are. I will give him that. Some of them are. But how long can he keep this up? This is a 
100% athleticism-based uh, game for him. He is making these plays, rushing for almost 100 yards, sometimes rushing for over 100 yards, and not passing for 250, 300 yards. That is a problem. That is not sustainable. He is not going to be able to be out here running around, taking hits, being out with a quad injury like he is now. He, lucky that it's at the end of the season. Lucky that it's a Thursday night game against the Jets that are terrible, that they probably don't need him as much to win this game. Lucky that it's at the end of the season they could then turn around and sit him uh, in Week 17 after they're done. Because if this is Week 4 and you have this issue – you are either figuring out and going out there like Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, yes, one kneecap. Patrick Mahomes with one mm. kneecap can still find every player on the field with his eyes closed or look not looking at them when he makes a play to them. Lamar Jackson cannot do that, and that is right. unsustainable. I, I, yes, they have the the they have what it takes to win a Super Bowl this year because this is the year to do it when you catch everybody by surprise. Next year is going to be very hard on a first-place schedule with a guy who likes to run. They are going to be looking to go at his legs. They are going to be looking to get shots at him, you know, off and on during the uh, when he's out on the sideline. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how long whatever this is he's doing is going to be sustainable if he doesn't figure out how to pick apart a defense with his arms and his eyes. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I, I agree with you. And it's kind of actually kind of takes us into our next segment. You write, you mad. And my, my question really for you was Lamar Jackson should be sat for meaningless minutes. You right. I don't think they need to have him out here taking the kind of hits at the end of the uh, the Rams game. He was taking a ton of hits at the end of the uh, the Bills game. He was taking a ton of hits. And, and you know, if you have this thing locked up, just send Lamar uh, uh, RG three out there. Keep it a ground and pound game. Let the defense play well like they have in the past and protect this kid because it, it happened with Vic. Vic could only be this kind of player for so long until after he came out of jail. He was an arm thrower. He only ran when he needed to, and he was able to pick places apart. Now, I don't think it's going to take going to jail and being out of the game for four years <laughs> I for, uh, for Lamar Jackson. I hope not, but uh, I don't think he needs to be out there for meaningless minutes. Yeah, I mean, if they got three games left. They played tonight against the Jets, which they can easily probably only need him for a, or a half to win this yep. one. Yep. Um, and then they finish up with the Browns and the Steelers. So, I mean, they already locked up a playoff berth. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know um, – you want to uh, stay ahead of the Patriots. You know, you want to stay ahead of the Patriots. You know what I mean? Um, we want to try to get that, you know, that for yeah, that, the home field advantage throughout the playoffs, which is nice. Um, you know, but man, I, don't, I just don't think they really, like you said, it. they don't really need to be out here uh, just really risking his injury, risking more than they have to. I mean, I think if they win tonight, they kind of, they lock up, they lock up the division. If they win yeah. tonight, I will say that. So, which is good for them. But I think you're right, dude. You just, Sit, I mean, sit, sit, like I said, sit him, sit him. There's no need for it. There's not a need for it to risk it at all. But it would be nice to get the first round by. Next up on you right, you mad old bed. Uh, the Patriots will find some offense for the playoffs. I hate to say it, but, you know, Sherman, you're right. Um, they will? Me, you, you mad. You mad. Okay. I don't, I don't know if, if they have it. You would want to be doing it now so that you can get comfortable with it when you take it out into the postseason, unless you feel very confident about what you're doing. I don't see confidence when I see the Patriots offense play. I see and, – and a lot of this is not that people are so upset about Sony Michelle and the fantasy community. I want to reach out over the across the aisle and say it's going to get better, but it's not his fault. All right. 
yeah, okay, fine. He's not as dynamic as, say, a Joe Mixon is. He's not as dynamic as, say, uh, a Devin Singletary is. But he is a good running back, Shelly Michelle out of Georgia. Uh, the problem is that they lost three offensive linemen, four if you count Isaiah Wynn being out for majority of the year. Uh, they're down on – they're onto their third-string center now. You know, and if you understand football, you understand how hard that is to win games in the trenches with a guy who never was going to play. That guy plays scout team. That guy plays with backups of the backups. Okay, like it's 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 hard to look and say, oh, they're going to figure it out. Yeah, the Patriots are going to do what they can to be competitive, but at the end of the day, how are you going to keep your quarterback upright because they're giving up a lot of sacks? And how are you going to be able to move the line of scrimmage with a backup there? Right. No, I mean I get it. You know they're just struggling. They're not the guys are our guys aren't catching the ball. He can't. He doesn't trust Brady. Doesn't trust the players that he really has. You know, there's no safety net in Gronkowski. Um, you know, he's only, Brady's only got, what, 19 scores in the year and for, and for and seven picks, which is un-Brady-like. Very un-Brady-like. You know, you would know, expect him to be in that, you know, that mid-30 range by now or usually high 20s. But I mean, he's not even at 20 as of yet. He's got three games left, so it's very un-Brady-like for them. Yeah. So they've got to turn it around quick or they will be in trouble once playoff time, time, time comes. Yeah. Last question. You're right. You mad. Ryan Tannehill is a now a top 10 QB. Mm. Sherman, you mad, bro. Um, Ryan Tannehill, you know, much like a, lo- a large swath of players that have left uh, Adam Gase's abysmalness in Miami from Damian Williams, who's looked great with the Kansas City Chief, from Kenyon Drake, who is on fire off of off of being just showing up uh, with the Arizona Cardinals, to now Ryan Tannehill. And, you know, if you want to add in there, Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick was great with the Dolphins, but he's definitely found his own and is in a great situation. One, one of the best deals this this year with the Steelers yeah, getting hit. Yeah, with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill showing that, yes, I can deliver the ball. Uh, you know, if you don't force me to read the playbook that Eli, that uh, Peyton Manning was reading, uh, you and I can do some beautiful things together. But, again, let's, let's be honest here. Uh, you know, Adam Gase did wonders with Jay Cutler, who also went down in Miami looked like he was abysmal but whatever what have you um 10 top 10 quarterback maybe in fantasy football uh he's he's playing well these past nine games that he's played he's got over almost 2,000 yards they're going for 15 scores and and only five picks he's got a QBR 60 but a completion percentage of 73 uh, compared to Marcus Mariota who played in six games only at 1,100 yards seven touchdowns and two picks QBR of of 30.8 with a 59 completion percentage, okay? Yeah. I think, look, I mean, it just, like you said it before, he finally got out of under Adam Gase in Miami. Look at what he can do. I think, you know, that Tennessee is a lot stronger than people think. You got Derrick Henry, who I believe is second in the league in rushing uh, with over 1,200 yards. I mean, you know, just behind Nick Chubb. Uh, but, man, I think that, you know, they're really playing their this, this this Titan squad is playing better with Tannehill at the at the realm. I think Mark, I think Marcus Mariota's time in Tennessee might be gone soon, uh, might be running out soon. Um, I, you know, but I think Tannehill could be proving why he was he was the right to be a first round draft pick. You That's know, just- I. I, I have to agree with you. He's playing well. I, I can't say that he's not, but as a as a Patriots fan watching the uh, the Dolphins with him for years, 
you know, one day he's going to uncover himself as the Ryan Tannehill that I remember. Um, you know, the Titans, you're definitely right. They're a lot stronger than people give them credit for. Good run game, strong offensive line, strong defensive line, and defense playing well. Uh, you know, they're running up the score on these teams and being able to hold the possession, hold ball possession. Um, I, I those those he's taken. He's very he's been very very efficient with his work. You know, and his ability to get 300 plus yards on less than 30 passes, I think is absolutely fantastic for them. It means your play action is working. You're catching people off guard and you're taking shots downfield, which is, you know, look at the new NFL. This is and and the new NFL looks like looks like Alabama. Right. <laughs> Doesn't it uh, play action? Huge shots downfield like this is what college football is. So I guess it's finally making its creep into the NFL. But, you know. How sustainable is this? Every one of these guys is having a year like this. Patrick Mahomes came out and had 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. I'm not saying he's not good enough to do that, but is that just a product of the NFL's ability, the NFL's rules that allow passing to be even more uh, uh, aggressive and pro uh, friendly than running is? You know what I mean? Like uh, Lamar, it's, it's, Jackson, it's become a passing league. I mean, we both know that. Yeah, it's definitely it's become a passing league, but you know they say running backs don't matter, and I don't care what you say. If your running back can't catch, can't catch and run, you're not doing anything. Every every team is trying to find the next Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was the prototype, a guy that you could flex out as your wide receiver to throw 60 or 70 passes to underneath, and he could still run the ball for a thousand yards and take the punishment. Yeah. Much ap- after him was Joe Mixon, who's supposed to be the next prototype of that. After that is more, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, Todd Gurley, right? And these guys just keep coming up, coming up. And, you know, look at, I, look at Christian McCaffrey, look at Christian McCaffrey, right? Able to pass it. He's your wide receiver two and your running back one and one and all in one sweep. And for his size, my goodness, he must be made out of steel. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I, I, I think, I think Ryan Tannehill is great. I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be able to, to, uh, do some amazing things. Good for him for gutting it out, coming off the bench, getting fireworks as soon as he got in there and earning a contract. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. That's going to do it for our our general topics here. We're going to go right into the picks now, Obed. Um, we're going to start off with a quick recap of last week. Uh, didn't Neither of us did that great. We both finished at 9-7 and seven after last week. So uh, not, not, no movement in this, no removing in the standings. But um, I will say this. I did pick the New England loss again. I have predicted all three New England losses, and I was right. So that's all I'm gonna say. So I will say I'm winning on this on that battle, Obed. <laughs> America, I need your energy. I need yeah. I need your, I need your picks, America. I need your yeah. picks. Yeah, he need, he needs something because he ain't got nothing <laughs> over here. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, first, again, we talked about the Thursday night matchup tonight. Of course, the New York Jets and the Bolt and at Baltimore, obviously, going Baltimore. Yeah, I gotta go with the Ravens on this one. Yeah, it's gonna be an easy it's gonna be an easy one here for them. Um, next up, let's look at Chicago at Green Bay. Got to go Green Bay. That bad man Aaron Rodgers is going to be on a tear. Yeah, regardless of how well, air quotes well, if you can't see this America, um, uh, Mitchell Trash Bisky is playing. Uh, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yep. Um, on, on to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Pats and Bengals. I got, I, this is an easy one, obviously, New England here. Hopefully the the uh, defense gets on track. Uh, offense tries to do some things. Mind you, this is not a game that's going to right the ship. They're going to come out here and win, but that doesn't mean that New England's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, they they got to turn it around. I think they need to get on a roll before the playoffs start, for sure. 
Um, next matchup we're going to look at here, Seattle at Carolina. I think this one goes to Seattle, even though Carolina is playing well with Christian McCaffrey, you know, they fired their coach. They're kind of in disarray. Seattle all the way here. Seattle's one of the best teams in the league. Russell Wilson, probably the second leading candidate for MVP this season. So going with, going with Seattle. Yeah, I did not see Seattle's loss last week to the LA Rams uh, being cooked up. That was just, you know, I don't know, poor performance on, on the side of the Seahawks. Um, but I got them this week. I got them big. Yep, yep. Uh, Houston at Tennessee divisional matchup, which is a big one here. You know, I was going to go Tennessee here. I think Derrick Henry's running the ball extremely well. We just talked about Ryan Tannehill, but I'm, I'm actually going to change my pick here for Houston, who's coming off a tough loss last week. He needs this game to get that lead in division. So I'm going to go Houston. Uh, I'm not going to change my pick. My pick is Tennessee. Uh, Houston has one of the worst secondaries in the league. Uh, unfortunately, the Patriots weren't able to take advantage of it. Um, they also have one of the most sieve-like run defenses that you can run all over them. You can pass on them. Yeah, they'll try to run you, but this is a game outside in probably what should be the cold in Tennessee. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Okay. All right. Um, Miami at the New York Football Giants. I'm actually going to go Giants. Eli Manning might be playing once again as he did last week in the replace of Danny Jones. Um, so I'm going with Giants in this one. Yeah, if Devontae Parker doesn't play, I'm going to change my pick to New York Giants. I'm just going to put an asterisk here for this. Haha, <laughs> Patriots player, Patriots fan with the asterisk. Um, <laughs> if Devontae Parker doesn't play. Pick changes. Okay, you need to change your pick. All right, I mean, yeah, that that obviously is a key for the uh, for the for the Dolphins. You know, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't have his leading receiver. That'll obviously hurt. So I, yeah. I get what you're saying there. Okay, Philly at Washington. Philly, Washington's terrible. I have to say, Philly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, ditto. <laughs> yeah, nothing much to say there. Philly, Philly needs it. They're gonna, they're they're tied for the, the Cowboys for the division lead. They need this one here. Um, Denver at KC, another easy one. Even though Denver, like, is a big win against Houston last week, but I'm going to go KC all the way. Yeah, Denver playing like they don't give. They did, what is that? DGAF? DGAF? They're, uh, Denver just playing like they don't give a F. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's like you said, Kansas City needs this one now. We've got to watch out now because Patrick Mahomes has, does have that hand injury. He said it was really swollen on Monday, Tuesday. Swelling went down to the, uh, on Wednesday. Uh, and he was able to practice well throughout the week. So something to be to watch out for, especially with Von, Von Miller back. But we're going Kansas City. Okay. All right. Moving along. Uh, Tampa Bay at Detroit. Tampa Bay putting up numbers to offense. James Winston's in the top, I think it's top five in passing yards. But they just too many turnovers. Um, I'm, I still will say Tampa Bay. Uh, their offense is so strong. Uh, but he's got he's to gotta stop turning the damn ball over for real. But I'll go Tampa Bay. And it's probably not going to be him turning the ball over this weekend. It's probably going to be Ryan Griffin turning the ball over this weekend. Uh, Jameis Winston has yet to throw a football in practice this week. He didn't throw on Monday or Tuesday. Wednesday, he threw a tennis ball. Um, he has not graduated to throwing a football because he has a fractured thumb. Got a second opinion on it, which means that first opinion said you need to have surgery. Um, so I'm still wow. picking Tampa Bay. I think they still have the firepower, and it is in Detroit. They'll be in the fat on the fast track in the dome, uh, but it'll be a it'll be a toilet bowl. Yeah, especially if Matthew, Matthew Stafford is still not back for the, for the Lions. Yeah, if it's two backups going at it, it's going to be a bad one here. Cleveland at Arizona, I'm going Cleveland. Um, they absolutely need a victory, just a, just a moral victory, if anything. So um, that's why I'm going Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland's kind of in disarray here, and I feel like, you know, that. Arizona pulled out the win last week, I believe. No, they did not. They lost to the Steelers. 
Yeah. Yeah, they lost to the Steelers, and it was a good game. Um, yeah, it's it's. I feel like Cleveland's got Cleveland's got some issues that you know that this noise. Winning covers the stink, but I, I'm gonna keep it with Arizona, hoping that they can pull this out. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens there. Um, next up, we've got Jacksonville and Oakland. You know, I was actually gonna go Jacksonville, but I'm gonna leave it at Oakland. Um, they need it more. Jacksonville's kind of, you know, with, with starting now going with Minshew the rest of the way. I just think the Raiders need kind of need to end the season on a high note. So I'm gonna go with the Raiders. I just feel like the Raiders play better football than Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Like I just couldn't pick them in a game. Period. I don't care who they're playing. Um, <laughs> kind of says a lot because people were high on Jacksonville earlier in the year especially with Minshew Mania going strong so it's kind of where they kind of did this turnaround kind of when Nick Foles came back they didn't look good at all you know uh so it's kind of it's kind of a rough one there um next up looking at Minnesota and the charges oh man you know it's funny I was first second for just for a split second I was gonna say LA but I can't do it let's go Vikings <laughs> yeah you know it is kind of weird to think like what could the Chargers do this is the same Chargers team that stifled and beat the the Packers but we do feel that Minnesota is a better team overall than the Packers right so oh, for sure I, I give I give Minnesota a better chance there especially if Adam hooked on feeling is back <laughs> for this game um Rams at Dallas Man, I'm telling you right now, if Dallas loses this game, they are done. Um, Rams, I think, are are a better team. They should be the better team on paper. I mean, just going what they had last year, their, their offense is not the same. But I'm going to go with the Rams here in this one. Dallas absolutely needs it because Philly should have an easy victory. So if they lose this one, Philly takes sole possession of first place in the NFC East. So, But I'm still going to go with the Rams. You said, I hope that Dallas needs to win this one. How is Dallas going to beat the L.A. Rams? The L.A. Rams just went and gave it to the uh, the Seahawks, a team that I have above and away way better than the Dallas Cowboys. Um, right. You know, if, if Dallas, and Dallas needs to win, but I don't think they will win. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you try, you're right. You're right. Uh, let me let me just say this. Uh, can you name the college of the Rams number one wide receiver Cooper Cup? No, I cannot. Texas Tech, and he is coming to cook these boys up hard. <laughs> it's a homecoming game for him. He is coming to show out for his family, and he if, if there's a, ever a Texan out there that wants to look good in Jerry World, it's probably Cooper Cup. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, dude, I think the offense is going to light it up for, for the Rams this week, and if Dallas keeps losing, they're going to be in trouble. Uh, Atlanta at San Fran. I think this is a could be a, another potential close one here. Look at it. Look at what Atlanta did against the Saints in two games. They beat them in one. They lost the other one. But you know, the, the second one on Thanksgiving was a close one. I'm still picking San Francisco all the way. They're coming off that phenomenal victory, probably one of the best games of the season last week against the Saints um, in down in New Orleans. Man, that was a. I mean, think of the, that George Kittle play towards at the end of the game. Yep. Man, that was that was fantastic. Uh, but I have to go San Fran. Looking like the best team they have right now. They have the best record in the NFC. So I will stick with San Fran here. Yeah, you know it's tough for me to to look at this and not pick San Fran. Atlanta is absolute garbage right now. Um, they're a dumpster fire. 
Uh, just lost Calvin Ridley, so that doesn't help. Russell Gage can step up and do some things for them. Um, and San Francisco's just playing out of their mind. Finally settled in on a, on a running back one in uh, uh, Raheem General Mustard in the end zone with the football. Um, <laughs> dude, and dude, uh, and how about that season in season trade for Emmanuel Sanders? That's looking like even the better than the Minka Fitzpatrick trade the Steelers did. I would have to agree. I mean, who who would think that at the beginning of the season, coming off a torn Achilles heel, that Emmanuel Sanders was going to be lighting it up for the San Francisco 49ers? Uh, you know, so I'm I'm going with San Fran on this one. And just a, an edit, uh, America, you should have stopped me while I was ahead. Uh, Cooper Cup went to Eastern Washington. Ooh. Excuse me, he went nowhere near the state of Texas. Uh, and Got him. I'm I am stressed to try to think of what wide receiver I was thinking about. That is not Cooper Cup. Uh, that, That's that a womp womp. Right. Maybe I'm just thinking about Wes Welker. I don't know. That's yeah, completely you, different quarterback. Yeah, always got Pats on the mind. Always got the Patriots on the mind. <laughs> I did want him. No, no, honestly, I did want them to draft him. I thought he would have been perfect in our offense. Um, but Probably. hey, what, what can you do? Yep. Um, Sunday night matchup: Buffalo at Pittsburgh. Uh, I gotta go Buffalo. You know, Pittsburgh. I can't. I just can't go with a quarterback named Duck. Uh, so. <laughs> What the duck? Yeah, what the duck is going on in Pittsburgh? So I'm going with I'm going with Buffalo here. I have no idea the home cooking that the NFL has employed so that the Pittsburgh Steelers can win these games with a guy named Duck Hodges, who I don't <laughs> even know. What I don't. I honestly, I have NFL replay and I don't. I have not watched this game uh, or his last two games just because I've just been super hands off with the Steelers. Um, but yeah, I mean, I maybe have to tune in and see what we've got cooking. But I like Devin Singletary. Uh, I think they need to bring Dawson Knox on a little more. That tight end out there. Uh, Josh Allen's playing well. Unfortunately, not well enough to beat the Ravens, but that's a really tough order, even when you're playing at home. That was a close one. I thought they had a chance to pull it out there. They did, they did. Some questionable play uh, questionable play calling at the end by both teams and a questionable refer- refereeing, but when is refereeing not questionable in the NFL? Um, but I, I, I'm i going great, straight Sherman on this one. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. There you go. And last one, Monday night matchup, Indianapolis at New Orleans. Got to go with New Orleans here. You know, Breeze, coming up, like I said, coming up that tough loss we mentioned about San Francisco on their last second field goal by Robbie Golden Gould. Uh, man, uh, I think Breeze lights it up. That's all I got to say. I think Breeze, like, like, he, like he did last week, not to say he didn't, but what he threw for five touchdowns last week and ran in for another one, man, I think they lighted it up even more this week. Uh, so Saints all the way. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree with you. I mean, New Orleans rolling. I wish I could see more out of Alvin Kamara. I think he's injured. I think he, he hasn't been right since he got injured earlier this year. Which is unfortunate because he's a very dynamic player. Uh, I got New Orleans big in this one. And Indianapolis, don't worry, they won't have to pump in crowd noise. They'll show you how to make it for real inside of your dome. Yo, that, that dome's gonna be loud and a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, folks, that's going to do it for the picks. That's going to do it for this week's episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Um, Obed, any last words for the uh, for the folks here on the show? America, it's uh, it's almost time for one of, I think, everybody's favorite holiday, one that they start celebrating well before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm, um, which we've talked about, and it's just ridiculous. Ridiculousness. So, you know, get, hang your hang your trees, hang your, excuse me, hang your lights from your trees, hang your wreaths, uh, get into the Christmas spirit, right? Yeah. Pass a smile left and right. You know, think think of your fellow person out there. 
Yep, and I, I will say, you know, this is probably a time where folks are kind of getting to their fantasy football playoffs or they thought they've started it already. Guys, don't forget to check check your rosters, edit your lineups, make sure you don't want to miss out if you're in the playoffs. I'm a little salty because I'm not in the playoffs this year, which is absolutely ridiculous. Three years straight, number one seed. This year, don't even make the damn playoffs. So I don't even want to talk about So that's the last thing I'm going to talk about. That's the last time I'm going to talk about fantasy. So uh, I don't know about How are you doing quickly in your fantasy? I have uh, four teams that were in the playoffs. One just got booted from the big money, unfortunately. But I've got uh, two other teams. Two other, oh, excuse me, three other teams that are uh, currently in the playoffs. Two of them had a bye. Uh, I'm ready for week 15. This is going to be, America, I'm going to try to win this one for you. Really, I want to win this one for me because I have to be selfish in being the champion. That's right. Um, but uh, don't worry. We're going to ride this thing till the wheel falls off. I know. I'll bet. I told you, ain't nobody going to love you like you love yourself, man. Fact. Hashtag self-love. Hashtag take care of yourself. Hashtag treat yourself. <laughs> Hashtag enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that's going to do it for us. Don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud.com slash What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, on Twitter at the WWENT. For Obed, I am Sherm. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace.